here with my dad, and we're talking about Passover. And this is something that growing up, you know, my mom, she is Jewish. And so we're Messianic Jews because we love Jesus. And we just celebrate all the feasts, all the festivals. And that's just been a part of our, our family's just life for 25, almost 26 years now. Yeah. Well, in fact, we were, uh, you know, at 8 o'clock, we made our uh, the big wedding announcement that yeah. Corey had got married last week. And I was uh, sharing with somebody. Uh, you know, it's not unusual in, in our, our family history because uh, my mom and dad actually eloped. And actually... So my grandparents. Your grandparents. So we're in Florida. Step actually came to Georgia to get married. Uh, my sister eloped as well. And although I, me and my mom were both a part of that one. So my aunt. Right. So we had a big, you know, family thing after that. And, you know, our wedding for me and Kelly, ours is a very, very Jewish wedding. We got married under a hoopah. And uh, we had, you know, it was so... Uh, radical of a wedding. I don't know. Everyone who came was like, what in the world? And, you know, King Jesus, you're my king, king, you're my king, and the banners, and it was just such a, you know, such an unusual thing, and it had so many Jewish uh, aspects to it, and it was a very cool memory. So there is this interwoven Jewishness and, and eloping in our family, so there you go. So it was... Uh, it was bound to happen. It was, well, it <laughs> I, was certainly a possibility. I saved you a lot of money. You did. You should be happy. I'm, hey, I appreciate that. I mean, who doesn't enjoy <laughs> savings, you know? And the fact that I get still get to be with you, so... I, I win both ways and get Jake, so it's a bonus. All right, so we're talking Passover, and what something is called the Watch Night. All right, now, when we talk Passover, you probably know the gist of the story. The Jews were slaves in Egypt. God heard their groans and sent Moses to deliver them from Pharaoh. There were plagues, the blood of a lamb on their doors, a hurried final meal without leaven, a death angel killing the firstborn in every home without blood. Uh, on the door. If you were there, I mean, come on. It would be impossible to forget. But God wants us to actually feel what it was like every single year. Here's what God said about Passover night. And it came to pass at the end of the 430 years, on that very same day, it came to pass that all the armies of the Lord went out from the land of Egypt. It's a night of solemn observance to the Lord for bringing them out of the land of Egypt. This is that night of the Lord, a solemn observance for all the children of Israel throughout their generations. So in world history, these events take place about 3,500 years ago. 430 years earlier, God had made a promise to Abraham, then kept it to his descendants even to this very day. And God says it's important to him that we remember what he did and when he did it to the day. So my question to you, are you a child of Israel? That's what he said for all the children of Israel. Are you a child of Israel? In Romans 11, Paul tells Gentiles, who by definition are not children of Israel, that the Jews are in unbelief for a time so that salvation could be extended to the Gentiles. But just as the branches were broken off to allow them to be grafted in, the Jews too can be grafted back at any time. Because Jesus, Yeshua, was and is the Jewish Messiah. He didn't come to form a new religion or to create Christianity. He lived and died and rose again as a Jew. Messianic Jews today are Jews who have accepted Yeshua as the Messiah, just like the disciples and the apostles did. Meanwhile, Gentiles were grafted into covenant relationship through Israel. We needed them. <laughs> Still do. Jesus is the tree. We are his body made up of both Jewish believers and Gentile believers. You can't ditch either one of those. 
The church does not replace Israel. It can't exist without them. When God says, this is that night of the Lord, a solemn observance for all the children of Israel throughout the generations, he's talking about all of us. So fast forward from Egypt, 1,500 years to Jerusalem. How all of us does it really mean? So we're going 2,000 years back now. It's Passover, the night of solemn observance. What's Jesus and his disciples doing? They're observing. They're doing what they were asked to do, eating the meal the Israelites had eaten before they left Egypt. Jesus, the same night in which they, he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. And, of course, everyone around the table is going, he hadn't died yet, so this was sweet. This, this particular bread is you, is you. In the same way, after the supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, which is poured out for you. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. So whether you take the word from God back in Egypt or you're a Jew, Jewish or a Christian, God has asked his body, the church, to focus on this date and remember what he did on it. And there are rules how to remember it. And Passover is the one time of year when we must forget that we are all unique. Passover is never about what someone did back then. It's about what happened to me in Egypt, at the cross, in the Garden of Eden. Passover isn't a history story. It's a realization that you're in the story, and the story's about you. It's Passover evening. The death angel was coming to the firstborn in all of Egypt. They were all going to die. Even in the Jewish homes, there was fear. Placing blood on a door had never prevented death before. If you were the firstborn, would you have slept with a death angel in town? If you were a mother, would you have slept that night? Goodness. For the next 1,500 years, this watch night became a tradition. You stay up all night and pray. It came out of fear the first night, but after that, it's tradition. When you think about the Garden of Gethsemane, this gives a deeper meaning to the request Jesus made. Could you not tarry even one hour? See, they had spent their lives staying awake this night. He asked them to keep watch with him because the death angel literally was coming for him later on the cross. You may be thinking about yourself, the same thoughts they were thinking in Egypt. You know the depths of your sin, and just one can destroy you, plus you're born in sin thanks to Adam and Eve's sin. How can the death of that tiny lamb remove their great sin or your great sin? Well, obviously, it couldn't. In Hebrews 10, it says, it's impossible, it's not possible that the blood of bulls and goats could take away sin. In Leviticus 4, so the priest shall make atonement for them, and it shall be forgiven them. So something happens. Well, the root well, the word atonement in Hebrew is kafar, which means covering. So it's like a bandage. It could cover the problem, but not fix or remove it. Sacrifice, sacrifice is pointed to the only one who could remove sin, Jesus Christ, who shed his blood one time to remove sin forever on Passover. We've been sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. That's Hebrews 10. Animal sacrifices could only cover sins. They cannot remove them. So remembering Passover helps us see Jesus more clearly and better grasp all that he did for us. I think it's so important to make sure that since we pray every hour too, that we'll pray coming up again, you know, maybe 10 or 15 minutes about receiving Jesus because you never know who's listening and who's made that decision or who hasn't made that decision. And that's what it's all about, taking him in. Amen.